0: Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance
0: The Mundane Task of Rewriting History. Today on Chatterbox Audio Theater. Hi everyone, this is Bob Arnold, Executive Director of Chatterbox Audio Theatre. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here today with the fifth show in our 12 Shows in 12 Months initiative. This is a very unusual, a quirky, dark comedy. It's unlike anything that we have done before. It is called Time to Go and it is written by Brett Busang. Before we get started, I want to mention that we've got another open call for auditions active right now with a deadline of March 6th. So if you're in the Memphis area and you are interested in participating in our upcoming recording of the Arthurian legend Gawain and the Green Knight. Now is the time to let us know. All the information you need is on our website chatterboxtheater.org. The first round of auditions are virtual. You can send them in on your smartphone, but you do actually have to be present here in the studio in order to participate in the recording. Stick around after the show and I will have a preview of next month's release. For now, enjoy Time to Go.
2: Shatterbox Audio Theatre presents Time to Go, by Brett Busang.
1: History Management Solutions, how can I help you? Yes. Oh, yes, I see. Oh, no problem. We can do that, as it were, in a trice. No, no problem at all. No, thank you. I think this one's for you, Alex. Are you with us today, sir? Alex, 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 so brilliant yet, so lackadaisical. Alex, are you with us today? I'm here. So you are. You haven't been taking those vitamins, have you?
3: Um, vitamins. Yes,
1: the vitamins I gave you. Gotta keep up your strength.
3: No, no vitamins. You
1: are incorrigible. That's what you <sighs> are. like the hat.
3: Oh, thanks. Okay,
1: I guess we can dispense with the small talk?
3: If we could.
1: I've got a job for you, it seems. Goody. It's better than the last one.
3: I'm overjoyed. Don't
1: be sarcastic with me. I know of another expert in the period who'd just loved to take a swat at this thing.
3: I wouldn't mind that.
1: Oh, yes, you would. This is right up your alley.
3: What is it, then?
1: First, you are a United States citizen.
3: Oh, what does that... Just
1: answer my question, if you please. Last
3: time I looked, yes... Yes, I am.
1: That is an essential prerequisite.
3: As it were. An
1: essential... Oh, I said that. What else? Don't be touchy. I'm not. Oh, you were. That's you being touchy. Don't think you can get anything by me.
3: You are keen, my lady.
1: We all have our foibles.
3: What is my assignment? Oh,
1: yes. Well, you finally got it. You're getting rid of an entire era. What? That's what the man said. He said he wanted somebody to expunge, that was his word, expunge, the entire First World War. Who? Well, that's classified, but he has clearance. Clearance, Alex.
3: Are you sure?
1: Haven't I been working here since 2067?
3: I'm not aware of your provenance. Well,
1: I have. I've been here longer than any of you.
3: Oh, that can't be. You look so young.
1: Good try, but I'll never go out with you, Alecky.
3: I was Oh,
1: but I see those looks.
3: I've never looked at you.
1: No, you haven't, but you've wanted to, and I know when a man wants to look but can't, it's a genre, you're... A genre?
3: Just tell me.
1: It's not so fast. I'm toying with the idea of having you collaborate with Stimson over there. Oh. He's done some good work in that area. No
3: more than I have. Besides, I've done precedent-making work. I've written a definitive volume. I've done pioneering research. I am a pioneer.
1: Aren't you the talker?
3: I wrote, Planning for Annihilation? The Tactics of the Great War vis a the Technology of the Future. You went gravitas... There it is.
1: I'm sorry, I don't read.
3: Not a handicap.
1: I was actually more skilled at motor repair than my brother. I could have gone into technology.
3: Fascinating.
1: I had tremendous problem-solving abilities. Which
3: have carried you through very nicely.
1: Are you trying to flatter me? Because I don't take to flattery, not from co-workers. Now, in a different
3: context... Could you please the assignment? I want... Time is... a oh, wasted As you please.
1: I'm sorry. I just like yanking your chain.
3: Yes, I know.
1: No malice in it. If you were 20 years younger, I could really go for you.
3: I appreciate the qualification.
1: I'll bet you do.
3: Good day, Barbara.
1: Oh, Mr. Stimson, what brings you here?
4: I couldn't help overhearing something about World War I. Am I correct in that?
3: You'll get yours soon enough.
1: Mr. Stimson has every right to make an inquiry. We're free and open here. It's written in the contract. Anybody who is inspired by a particular project, even if it's outside his specialty, can bid on any job that comes in over the transom. It's policy. Assigned jobs are different, but they're assigned now, aren't they? What did you want to ask me, Mr. Stimson?
4: Just that... I would want some clarification first.
1: There isn't really much to go on. Here's what the order says.
3: I didn't see that.
1: We have to have something in writing, and you both know it. A throwback to gentler times, as you once said, Mr. Stimson.
4: (laughs) I did, didn't I?
1: That way we can verify it against other sources. I mean, we can't make a mistake, not with...
4: with this... Can I see? Would you allow me to peruse the document
3: first? Peruse away.
1: If you'd taken those supplements, Alec, you wouldn't be so testy.
3: Supplements? What do they supplement, pray tell?
1: What you don't
4: got, baby. What you don't got. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do I have it or what? This is entirely unprecedented. We deal in patches of things, segments... Fragmentary episodes that... This is a whole era. What do you want me to do about it? I cannot ignore the implications of an entire dead
3: zone. You were always decent that way.
4: Don't be sarcastic with me. I have two master's degrees, and if the war hadn't swept across the aisles of civilization, laying waste to the quieter cultures of the mind, I would have acquired my Ph.D. and written a thesis that would have gone directly to the Universal Archive.
3: Yes, I'm sure you would have. You're an insufferable wannabe. No doubt. I want to be any place but with you. Then why don't you go? Working for a living, it's still a keen interest of mine. There's the national pension system. Among the unemployed and disenchanted, the suicide rate is ten times the national figure.
4: Only among the disgruntled?
3: Are you secretly
4: disgruntled?
1: Gentlemen, gentlemen... Please let us try to be civil as we sort out our differences.
3: Ah, yes. I think our discourse has deteriorated in a way that does not reflect well upon rational human beings. Yes, I agree.
4: It's
1: okay. The light's gone off.
4: In that case, I think I'm the man for
3: the job. Perhaps you can support me, Alex. I also wrote, World Without Borders, The Interdependent Mode Among Splintered Nations. What was the name of your thesis? Oh, You didn't write one. He really wants this. I'm merely the man most qualified for the job, at least in this cadre. I'm not unfamiliar with the period. The more you know something, the more you're going to want to keep it. With all of its flaws, it is, in fact, the flaws you want to keep most. Whoever learns anything from success besides... If you're unaware of its cracks and seams, you haven't delved deeply enough. You're not going to harp on those who don't remember history or condemn the repeated crap. That wasn't my point. I was speaking of my devotion and of the nature of devotion generally.
1: Got him hot and bothered. I'll bet you were cute back in 2050.
4: That's neither here nor there. The fact is, we've got a job to do, and we
3: have to figure out which one of us is going to do it. It's my assignment. There's no question here. But you're biased. Am not. Am. Am not. Am (laughs) to. Am (laughs) to? I thought of another word. (laughs) That's the first thought that's ever entered your head.
1: Gentlemen, if I may so call you.
3: Why don't you answer that
4: one? You really are.
1: I thought gentleman was a good word for the two of you, but now I'm not quite sure.
4: Is for me? He's as much a gentleman as I'm an
3: entrepreneur. (laughs) I've seen you cheat people out of small sums. I've seen you take office supplies and presumably resell them. I've seen you pretend to be asleep as you strive to keep tabs on your fellow workers. This man has no call or right. What is freedom of speech? Something you cherish but never practice? There is no freedom of speech because speech itself
4: is coded. Every era has its taboo expressions, its seasonal violations of the middle ground, and it does its very best to see that they are taken out to a scorching plain and left there to dry up. Just like all free speech that is threatening. If you haven't noticed, that's why we're here. We're here to create order. No, we're here to clean things up. No better place to start than history... Get rid of some and you've got a pleasant vacuum to fill. We excise, they recreate. It's a perfect marriage of inadequate methodologies, but we are not here to judge. Revisionism is not
3: insane, it's you, humane. <laughs> Listen to the moralist. History is a moral flagon out of which we who study and ponder drink. It's a cautionary tale, a sunken road... A pathway that could just as easily go to Eden as to Hades. For that reason, we must discipline it.
4: Provide retrospective security. Make it stand up and do
3: tricks. This one is mine. Let's flip on it. The world hangs in the balance, and you want to flip on it? Yes. (laughs) Because it... It is flippant. (laughs) History needs humor. Humor. We're not talking about history. We're talking about its annihilation. (coughs) Excuse me.
4: Don't use that. I'm not. I've... (coughs) If you'll
3: excuse me.
1: He's got TV. I mean, TB. Is that right? TB? It's an old-fashioned disease that preyed upon mankind circa 1900.
4: Somewhat earlier. Uh, Though there were cases throughout the next century, followed the cycles of cramping and poverty. It'll go away. T.B., you are a relic. Perhaps you would know what it felt like to have that canister of mustard gas roll into a trench. The unholy scramble, the tearing and thrashing. And finally, the one poor wretch who hasn't cut the mustard, as it were, drowning in his own blood. You have T.B.
3: It's contagious. Not this kind. It's my property. I carry it around with me. It's my personal signifier. It's TB.
4: There's nothing profound about it.
3: So, it's mine? You'll let me?
4: Yes. What a big baby you
3: are. I just want it. I think I can soften the edges, keep a few things.
1: No, that's not what they wanted. Here's the order.
3: No. That can't be. Why not the Boer War, the Philippines, Cuba? Got the war to end. It's too big. We're editors, not killers. killers. That's right. I don't think I can take on such a responsibility. No giving it up now. Be careful what you wish for, baby. That's right.
1: Got another one.
3: Excuse me, gentlemen.
1: History Management Solutions. How can I help
3: you? It says here that the entire era must be eliminated. Wonder why? Ours is not. Or words to that effect. This is different. We've just chopped away at the past. A battle here, a statesman there, but not an entire... Not a great swath. Not a final solution. I had to do Gettysburg. That was you. I guess we're not supposed to share. Is that
4: your métier? No. I go back a little earlier, but not much call for that. Uh, too, too remote. Nobody cares what happened in Saratoga. How much? How much what? Did you take out? a Pickett's Charge. Huh. <laughs> the South, as you know, is a big transportation hub. It creates the wrong impression. I guess it would. I went back through it, though, and it was really quite beautiful. So much gallantry there. We don't have that. It's not needed anymore. Yes. But just for the fun of it, uh, just for the fun of it, we should ask ourselves a question, or or perhaps a number of questions. To wit, when was the last time you were willing to give up everything? For an abstraction, for for an idea. I'd like to know. I'll have to think about it. No, you won't. Because you haven't done anything like that. I haven't either. Then
3: don't you think this is too much? A whole era? I feel radioactive somehow. You don't have to take it, remember? Yes, I do. But if you don't, (laughs) no more for you. I just thought it would matter. I mean, there's still so much left. Look at her over there. She's got something. Yes, she does. I don't mean it in that way. Women. They don't mean much around here. Not as women. Is that why so many of us
4: are gay? No. Yes.
3: I don't know.
4: I thought I was at one time. No one would go out with me. But it was during an intimate relations drought. It was right after the proactive engagement period. Which, as you'll remember coincided with one of the biggest big breaks
3: in recent history. Nobody was having sex then. The gays were. Who knows what the gays were doing? I thought you were gay. Huh. Oh, I changed my mind. I I came to believe that you were just apathetic. I didn't realize despair had a sexual component. (sighs) She's really got something over there. Can't wait to hear what it is. We might not hear anything. Are you attracted? To her? Any woman. Yes. No. I don't know. You say that a lot. Chronic doubt leads to stale repetition. I left something in. Something I wasn't supposed to. What's that?
4: You know, after the charge, Uh, when the Union soldiers realized what was happening and poured firepower
3: down the ridge... I kept the part that eulogized their victims. But if everything else was gone, that wouldn't make any sense. I don't care. I chose to keep something and that was it.
4: How did you get it past... We're one of the most deregulated industries in the nation. We can do what we want.
3: I asked her out once. Who? Barbara. You did? What did she say? Yes and no. (laughs) Suits the ambiguity of the place. No, 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 she did, but she said no when I wanted to take it to, as they say, another level. (laughs) Went too fast? No, I'm temperamentally averse to speed. Too slow? Maybe. She is impatient by nature. (laughs) How far? Nothing, just a peck on the cheek when I took her home. Nothing else? some petting in the vestibule of her apartment (laughs) well then are you saying I quitted myself if you like that's a rather narrow measurement of success it's all we have (laughs) I got to know a lot about her she told me everything
4: so it went on for a while
3: no she talks very fast
4: did she break it off
3: No. We just drifted. But I know all about her. I have an unwritten manuscript and footnotes. I have proof of everything. That's creepy. Do you know that? I am creepy. It's my style. How can you not be creepy if you delete history for a living? We are keepers of secrets. That's creepy as hell.
4: I haven't had a woman in a long
3: time. No one here has had a woman in a long time. It's not our function. Certain urges are universal. The supply is so limited now. After the great push and the subsequent series of alarms that upended the global community, sex seemed too frantic. Yes. It has had a hard time. (laughs) As it were... Yes, (laughs) a hard time. (laughs) Yes, but there are compensating pleasures, pastimes we all enjoy as a free people, things we can do together, a common culture. You don't think about... I have, as you say, certain urges, but I keep myself on track. I've made the world a better place by promoting a state-sanctioned amnesia that alleviates intolerable pressures, adopting under the auspices of a central authority the kind of humane selectivity that expresses what is best in us, by lending credence to the notion that nothing is really lost as long as we're conscious human beings. I've eased troubled minds. I've helped make way for what our president has called episodic optimism and... I've contributed immeasurably to a brand-new, information-adequate world order. After all that's happened, we need to reengage, reconfigure, and relinquish. We can't have memory holding us down, even if that's our stock and trade. We can't be selfish. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I guess we can't.
4: Look at her over there. She really enjoys her job. We all do. See? She's got something. Maybe it'll be suitable for me this time. I'm sorry I argued with you. You're clearly the man to... It's your bailiwick. As you know, I'm a respecter of boundaries. I believe in the right man for the right job. When you sit around for a while, you just
3: get antsy. You want to participate. I know, I can see why you were the way you were. I just want to be part of things. I guess I'll take it one battle at a time. The Somme, the Argonne, Flanders Field, but. What about all the people who died? Did they lay down their lives in vain? Does their suffering lack meaning now? No, it doesn't. It means.
4: It means that we're pragmatists! It means that we prize utility over memory, hope over history. It means that we can free ourselves of the past. Isn't that healthy? I suppose I had to believe that when I took all those gallant soldiers and pressed the delete button that they were being obliterated for a purpose. And they were... Precedent leads to hesitation. Hesitation leads to paralysis. Paralysis leads to second place. Or far worse. Oh, yes. Far worse than second place. You know, of course, why they want you to do what you'll be doing.
3: I haven't been keeping up. History people never listen to the news. What's happened? It's rather complex.
4: But I think... We've formed the most desirable coalition for an international initiative. Who are we attacking? Nobody. If things can be worked out. But, in the event we do, we have to clear the air, you know. During wartime, we need success stories. We need to think we can prevail, if not conquer. Not that conquest is a bad thing. It's just
3: unfashionable right now. I understand.
4: To work for something greater than myself, that's what gets me up in the morning. Me too, I guess. It's paradoxical. By getting rid of something, you help effect a certain outcome. By taking something away, you make it possible to add something. Oh,
1: here she comes. Do I have something for you? For me? You don't think I'm going to give him something, do you? Not with the work he's about to do. What is it? Oh, I don't think I can just come out and tell you. Our security is a nation, blah, blah, blah. Why don't we go over here and sit by the window?
4: Sit by the window?
1: Yes. You and me.
4: I think I'll like that.
3: Oh, you will. (coughs) I don't feel very well. I think I'm going to sit down. (coughs) You do that. It takes something for that cough. I used to do it with lemon and honey.
1: That's all. No fancy pharmaceuticals, just lemon and honey. Shall we?
4: (laughs) You lead, dear lady, and I will surely follow.
1: Hey, you must have been a real cutie back in 2060.
4: Oh, I was. (laughs) You should have seen me. You really should have. (laughs)
2: You have been listening to Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of Time to Go by Brett Busang. Featuring Anne Sharp as Barbara, Brett Busang as Alex, and Ron Gephardt as Stimson. Original artwork by Brett Busang, produced by David Barton, directed by Brett Busang. This is Bill Short. The mission of Chatterbox Audio Theater is sparking imaginations through outstanding theatrical recordings. Download our shows, meet our cast and crew, and make a donation to support our work at www.chatterboxtheater.org.
0: And that's our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, You know, Brett Busang has a lot of ties here to Memphis, uh, but he actually lives and works in Washington, D.C., so I'm really happy that he was able to uh, make the time to get over here to the Chatterbox Studio in Memphis and actually participate in the recording of his show. So thanks, Brett. I'm really happy that worked out. Up next.
3: Let me go! Mermaid, I mean you no harm. Then let me go. Oh, not yet. (laughs) Uh, I've heard all my life of the sea folk, but I've never seen one.
0: A fisherman falls in love with a mermaid. But they cannot be together as long as he retains his immortal soul.
3: What good is my soul to me, Father? I cannot see it or touch it. I don't even know it.
2: Your soul is worth more than all the gold in the world.
0: What would you be willing to give up for love, and what would the consequences be?
2: How can you send me away?
3: What wrong have I ever done you? Is that you that I hear? My soul?
2: Yes, your eternal soul. I have been with you all your life.
0: I never said a word until now. This is a beautiful, moving, heart-wrenching story, and it might surprise you to hear that it is written by the great Oscar Wilde. Our version is adapted for audio by Deborah Hyatt and directed by Kel Christie, and it's called The Fisherman and His Soul. That's coming up next month. In the meantime, remember, we've got more than 48 hours of original audio theater just waiting for you. It's all on iTunes, and it's also archived on our website, chatterboxtheater.org. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time on Chatterbox Audio Theater.
3: You're tuned into Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is all things horror on Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day or find Tuesday Terrors in your favorite podcast players. The
1: Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.